everybody, and welcome to this guerrilla-style edition of uh, the Best of Fives. My name is Ted. And my name is Tom. Uh, we're a couple of uh, Neo Zaz, Star Wars and Character uh, fans. Uh, I've been listening to the shows for, geez, I don't know, at least five years. It was the very beginning of, um, not not too far into when Swick started. Um, and how long have you been checking them out? Uh, for a while, uh, I listened to Negative One, mostly. Okay. And I have dabbled in the other ones a little bit. Okay. What's your favorite? Favorite. What, what's your top five? <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Negative right. One. Uh, negative One. Cool. Those guys would be happy to hear that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we wanted to do, um, after uh, Derek kind of invited listeners to record their own best of fives, um, I wanted to jump at the idea, and uh, we're going to talk about our top five concerts that we've been to. Um, just a little bit of background. Um, I We live in New Jersey, but we're really close to Philadelphia, so all the shows are kind of in that uh, neighborhood of Philly. I've been going to shows since uh, 1993 was my first show. Uh, it was Aerosmith on the Get a Grip Tour. Uh, my dad took me, so that was pretty cool. What was your first show? Uh, my first show was in the summer of 99, and it was the Y100 Festival. Y100 is a was a radio station uh, out of Philadelphia, but we I think we went at the end, and we saw a little bit of Smash Mouth. And, yeah, they were uh, great. <laughs> I don't remember anything about them, but we mainly went for the headliner, which was The Offspring. They were good, I guess. I don't really remember it very well. <laughs> yeah, I think I got free tickets at work. Yeah, so you did. That was a good deal. Um, all right, so, uh, yeah, most of the shows that, uh, well, I guess all the shows we're going to talk about uh, all have, like, a rock uh, lean to them. Uh, we're not really into much else. But, you know, I will say that I'm seven years older than you, so I've been going to shows, you know, longer. Um, but, honestly, probably at least half of the shows I've been to, you've been there with me. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I'm hoping our lists don't overlap a whole lot, because uh, then the show's really going to suck. I don't think they will. Okay. Yeah, because you like some bands that I can't yeah. stand. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. All right, so I'm going to start. Uh, this is Ted still. I'm going to start with my number five, uh, which is Yes, um, back at the Open Your Eyes tour. Um, in October 24th, 1997, at the Tower Theater in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, the Tower's... A, uh, it's a really old place, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know, what would you say the capacity is? 3,000 people? Uh, yeah, if, about if that. that. Um, you know, Yes used to like sell out consecutive nights at the Spectrum, which was the big arena uh, back in the 70s. Uh, it was crazy. Um, so this was, uh, it, we had tickets on the front row of the balcony, and it was just a tiny little place, and, you know, there was five guys just like crammed onto the stage <laughs> and they had these big white uh, like uh, sheets over the thing so it made everything seem really small and, and, and short and concise but um, Steve Howe was one of my favorite guitar players and uh, just he, he's amazing I don't know how much you really listen to mm, yes. not too much I've listened to uh, you know a couple albums like or twice. So. Yeah, he, he's just unbelievable. It's kind of hard sometimes to, to get that because there's so many guys in the band. They're uh, kind of like 70s Slipknot. But uh, <laughs> like he does a song called The Clap where it's just him playing and uh, it, it's just awesome. Especially when you play guitar. It's like yeah. you watch these guys. And you're like, oh. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, a, a great show, kind of a greatest hits type thing. Um, they closed with Starship Trooper, which is like one of their really big songs that I didn't know. I, I've seen Yes probably five or six times. Uh, but that first one was definitely the best, only because it was such a small place. We were yeah. so close. There was nobody in front of me because we were right at the first row of the balcony. Uh, it was awesome. So that's my number five. Okay. Well, my number five is also a small place. We were also in the front. It was uh, Alice in Chains on the Black Gives Way to Blue Tour. It was uh, September 5th of 2009 at the, uh, at the Theater of Living Arts in Philadelphia, known as the TLA. Uh it was right when they, after they released the Black Gives Way to Blue album, when they just got back together, and they did a very small club uh, club show tour. This place, what, fifteen hundred people? Maybe? Yeah, it's that. It's it's really small. It was really small. It sold out really quickly. Yeah, thank um, God you got tickets. Yeah, we were lucky enough to get tickets, and yeah, we were on the balcony, right in front, right in the center. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I will say that. Um, well, I guess I'm going to pause here. Um, you know, I, I've never been to a show like that where every person in the place sang along with every, every song. song. Like, every word to every song was coming out of everyone's mouth. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Actually, it made my honorable mention list. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was great. They, they opened with uh, Rain When I Die, uh, which was a really cool opener. Um, uh, some of the songs they played that I really like, they played Damn That River, We Die Young, Nutshell, which I love, and God Am, which is pretty random, I'd say. Uh, yeah. I surprise mean, or something like that. I mean, that's what was cool was, you know, they didn't just come out and do their greatest hits. Which right. We saw which them, they still did. <laughs> we, yeah, we saw them later, and that's pretty much what they did. You know, they yeah. kind of played Rooster and, yeah, and the yeah. usual suspects. But, uh, yeah, this show, I mean, they went, it was like anything could be played next. Yeah. And they closed with Rooster, which, you know, obviously is great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that show was, was awesome, and that is my number five. Cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, my number four was Guar uh, in 19, uh, April 30th of 99 at the Electric Factory on the Guarmageddon Tour, which was the uh, tour in support of um, We Kill Everything. Now, I had kind of known about Guar at that point. I, I knew they were monsters. They dressed up like monsters, and they played music. Um, most of what I knew <laughs> came from the Beavis and Butthead <laughs> yes, Genesis yes. video game. <laughs> where they were trying to get uh, pieces of the tickets to get to the yep. bar concert at the end. Uh, and there was, like, one video that MTV very rarely played, uh, The Road Behind, which is probably um, the most non-Guar non song. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess that's why they, they did it. <laughs> but, I, you know, it was uh, my wife's cousins were, were going to the show, and she's like, hey, you want to come see Guar with us? And sure, why not? What the heck, a $15 show? Something to do. And uh, I had no idea what I was in store for. I, I described it to people as the Muppet Show from Hell. Uh, you know, they there was a couple opening bands, um, Tidewater Grain and Godhead. Godhead was awful. Tidewater Grain was kind of like a grungy local band. Uh, Godhead was, yeah, they were terrible. People were throwing pennies onto the stage, like, trying to, like, pelt the singer with money, because uh, he made some kind of comment. He's like, hey, I got about $1. fifty already. Keep it coming. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they, they got booed pretty heavily. And then, uh, you know, when it was time for Guar to come out, they had these big, like, it looked like a big rock formation, almost like a temple or something. And, uh, you know, all their characters that come out on stage that they maim and kill, uh, you know, so it was like a HR puffing stuff kind of thing. A guy came out with a big head. He was like a... Uh, an explorer, and he had his assistant, 
and uh, they did a couple lewd things, and then uh, all of a sudden you heard the music start, and uh, they opened with Sadama Gogo, which is an awesome song. Yep. And as soon as, like, it starts out with, like, a, a horn sound, but then as soon as the guitars and stuff kicked in, they came smashing through <laughs> the wall, and my eyes probably popped out of my head. They just, it was unlike anything I've ever seen before. And they immediately went right after the Explorer guy, and uh, they, like, oh, what did they do to him? Uh, they either ripped his face off or ripped his <laughs> chest off, and then blood started shooting all over the people. And I, I don't recall, but I, I think they attacked the lady too. I, I think I was in shock <laughs> at that point. Um, and uh, they just entertained the hell out of me for the next hour or so. Now, were you in the front or towards the back? No, we okay. stayed in the back. Um, it, you know, it's Guar's cool in the fact that it's like the only concert where everybody wants to wear a white shirt too, <laughs> because. It's a badge of honor to leave the show with blood all over you. Blood and, and cum and... Blood, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, white shirts definitely show all the uh, bodily fluids <laughs> that get sprayed onto the audience. Um, but yeah, we stayed back and uh, it was wild. Um, they, uh, they, they, just, they just blew it up and uh, made me an instant fan and I've seen them a number of times since then. Very sorry that Odorous is no longer with us. Yeah. Actually, a couple of my people on my list are no longer with us. Which sucks. Uh, musicians need to uh, get their shit together. Yeah. So anyway, number four, Guar. What's up? Okay. My number four is uh, Rob Zombie on the Demon Speeding Tour. Uh, it was on support or in support of their Sinister Urge album. The, was that? Did I go to that one? Yes, you did. Okay. Uh, it was my first Rob Zombie show. Oh, okay. Um, it was uh, April 21st of 2002 at the Electric Factory in Philadelphia. Um, I remember it pretty well. Um, I, I mean, Rob Zombie always has a big stage set up with just wacky shit all over the stage and uh, monsters and robots coming out on stage to dance around. Yeah, his wife. <laughs> yep. Everything he yeah. does. <laughs> his wife uh, dancing on poles, basically. <laughs> um, that was a really good show. Uh, they opened with Demon Speeding, which is the first album on, uh, first song on that album. Mm-hmm. Um other songs I remember they played, uh, they played Supercharger Heaven, a White Zombie song, uh, Meet the Creeper, and What Lurks on Channel X. I especially remember that because when they were playing it, when he would say X, there was a very big screen that would flash a giant X every time. And, I uh, love that song. <laughs> it was really, really cool. Is that the one where they played uh, Blood, Milk, and Sky at the end? That was the closer. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, that was such a great closer um, to... To a show, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that was great. He's real hit or miss. Yeah, I I mean I've seen him multiple times since then, and very hit or miss sometimes. I guess if you're trying to sing along with it, you can kind of see he doesn't sing correctly. I would say, or true to the album, he'll not sing every word or shortens. Yeah. Uh, a verse into like a very quick. I know it's uh, so annoying. It's very odd. I would assume he sang correctly back then. I don't really remember. Yeah, that, yeah, I remember ago. that as a good time. <laughs> I, I've seen him where it sucked. And yeah, then, you know, it's it almost makes you afraid to buy a ticket for shows because you don't know which Rob Zombie you're going to get. Yeah, the last show I went to, which was uh, a few weeks ago, uh, he played with uh, they played with Corn and Rob Zombie opened for Corn and. I was not really into it very much at all. I'm trying to sing along, that and it's sucks. it's really hard when you know he's singing uh, just weirdly. 
And corn blew them out of the water, in my opinion. They were they were really good. Um, okay. So yep, that is my that's my number four. Very good. Uh, my number three was uh, Stone Temple Pilots, um, October third of two thousand at the First Union Spectrum. Um, one of the weird things in Philadelphia is all of our concert venues uh, get renamed uh, pretty much every like six months. Yeah. So at the time, this was the First Union Spectrum. For the longest time, it was the Spectrum. Uh, the building is no longer there. The bigger places they get renamed. Ooh, the yeah, smaller, okay. the smaller ones. Yeah, they all yeah, 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 stay right. the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is an arena. This is where the Flyers play. Yeah. the Sixers. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, this was uh, on the number four tour, which uh, you know, I mean, you know, Scott. Now that he's dead, but you know, he always had these crazy drug addictions, and you know, the band would like get together, and then he'd yeah. do something stupid, and then they break up, and you know, so. When they came around, I absolutely had to see them. So uh, we had floor tickets, and uh, we got there early enough to where we were on the floor, and we were right up front. Oh, okay. So um, a couple of the opening bands, one was uh, Liquid Gang. I, I don't know. They did nothing else. I got one of the guy's <laughs> guitar picks. He threw it out, and I grabbed it, and <laughs> oh, I think boy. I threw it in the trash. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the other band was Disturbed. Who oh. they just had their first album out oh, man. at the time, but I didn't know didn't them. Know I didn't them, like yeah. them. I'm like these guys. Every song is the same. I, you know, I, I just didn't have that appreciation yeah. for them. Uh, when they wheeled the uh, the singer out, he um, they brought him out on like a, a hand cart, and he had the mask on like uh, had a lector. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so it was kind of cool. And you know, like I said, we were in the front. We were at the very front of the stage. And the guys were, like, singing and playing guitars, like, right in our faces. And I kind of just stood there with my arms folded because I wasn't really, like, into it. That would have been a pretty awesome show to see now. Since yes. That first album is great. I love that album. Yeah, uh, I would never pay to see them now. Oh, no. Uh, no. But, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's kind of a bummer that I wasn't into them at the time. Yeah. But uh, then Stone Temple Pilots came on and just were amazing. Um, honestly, um, Scott is one of, or was one of the best singers, frontmen in history. Uh, even though the bass player was in front of us the whole time, I mean, every time I was just focused on Scott, the guy jumped around and danced, and I, <laughs> he sang everything appropriately, uh, the right <laughs> way, which, which also helps. But, yeah, they opened up with Cracker Man, which is my favorite Stone Temple Pilots song. Okay. Uh, well, actually, they played Wet My Bed over the speakers, but then they uh, came out and listened to Cracker Man. I was like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, and in the middle of the set, you know, they, they took a, a, a little break and they played like Sour Girl and, um, Creep, okay. like some of the slower songs. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, they came back and there was one song, I can't remember what it was, where Scott like went down into the crowd and went like across the floor of the spectrum <laughs> and, all the way to the other end and like went up maybe 10 rows and was singing whatever, the, I don't remember <laughs> what song it was, but he was singing there and then he made his way back and amazingly he didn't get mauled on the way. Uh, that was really cool, and the you know the the, the 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 encore was dead and bloated and sex type thing. Like the show, oh, wow. it, it was the number four album that they were touring, yeah. but they only played like two songs off. You know, I really like that album. It's a I oh, think yeah, it's, it's a really solid actually album. the two songs they they did um, uh, sex and violence. Uh, yeah, and that's a, that's a good one. Uh, they didn't play down, which kind of uh, uh, yeah. That's there's a great one other there, there's one other song I think they played off of it, but. Yeah, I mean, I would have been happy with anything, but uh, it was basically all, you know, Core and Purple, yeah. which, you know, Core is one of my favorite all-time albums. A- absolutely. So, uh, yeah, my number three is definitely Stone Temple Pilots. That was a great show. 
Okay, my number three is <clears throat> uh, is the Foo Fighters, and this was on the Sonic Highways tour. And this was only last year. It was July 13th of 2015 at the Susquehanna Bank Center. That's another place that has gone through so many name changes. Uh, one, now, that one's in New Jersey. That one's Yeah, in that one's in, in New Jersey. Um, the first show I went to, that Offspring show, was there also. Right. And at the time, it was the E-Center? Could have been the E-Center. Um, Maybe Tweeter Center? <laughs> <who knows? laughs> but I still call that place the Tweeter Center. Um, yeah, everybody pretty much does. It yeah. will forever be that. Um, it, it was it was a fantastic show. Um, I saw them twice prior to that, and this one was better than the other two times. Um, they they played twenty five songs. I looked at the other sets; they played maybe sixteen to eighteen. Each of their shows are like easily two hours. Right? Oh, I mean, easily. Was... And this one, um, I felt like maybe different than pr- uh, prior shows on this tour where they just, they did not play this many songs. They just kept going and going. Um, they opened with Everlong, which you can't go wrong with. Um, now the, the album, there is nothing left to lose. That is my favorite Foo Fighters album. Is that the double one? No. Um, it's their second one, I think. Um, uh, no, the, the second one's the color and the shape. That's, is it? That's the one Everlong was on. Okay, then maybe favorite. it's maybe it's their first okay. one. Um, but they played off that album. They played um, Breakout, which they usually play. Learn to Fly. They also also usually play. But they also played Aurora and Generator, which are towards the end of that album. They're slower, but their songs are fantastic. Um, they also they weren't playing White Limo on that tour, but they played yeah. it for us, which oh, cool. was great. <laughs> um, and they played a ton of covers. They played uh, they played four covers. Um, they played Queen's Under Pressure and Tire Mother Down, uh, Tom Petty's Breakdown, and Kiss's Detroit Rock City. Not a huge fan of any of those songs, but it was still awesome to, to hear that many covers. On the prior shows of that tour, they were playing maybe one cover. Yeah, uh, they did Breakdown when we saw them. Okay, they, but they just kept going and going. Um, yeah, they easily played for two hours. Uh, it was great. I, I don't know if it was sold out. It was actually the second show. Uh, in Camden on that tour, they played a show like the week prior. They added this one later, which I'm glad they did because I think the first one sold out pretty quickly. I couldn't get tickets. Mm. Um, but it was uh, Dave. Oh, and this was also the tour where Dave broke his leg before oh, yeah, I remember the tour. That. And so they built a, a throne of like guitars and he sat on it most of the show. But <laughs> I'll tell you, he. I, you could he could be completely paralyzed from the neck down, and he would still rock out in some way. <laughs> he's he's a, an amazing frontman. Um, all the Foo Fighters shows they're so much fun. I would recommend to I don't care if you like Foo Fighters or not, yeah. go to their show. Yeah, they are they're a blast. They're so much fun live. Uh, I mean, Dave Grohl just seems like the most down to earth person I've ever seen uh, in a band. Um, yeah, I mean. The guy, he's he's a fan, so he I, I really think he, he gets it from you know the people watching. Them. Yeah, um, yeah, because like when Foo Fighters started, um, I really didn't give them a, a listen, only because it was like uh, it's just a drummer from Nirvana, right? You know, which actually we're recording this on the 25th anniversary of Nevermind. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was like, ah, they're just it's the drummer from Nirvana. Who cares? And like the first album came and went. I, I kind of didn't get into it, and then. Uh, the the color and the shape came out and uh, 
Monkey Wrench happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this song's great. I got to get it. And I think actually you got that album for me for Christmas. You got me that CD. I think so, you yeah, my, so, yeah. Somebody yeah. got it for me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's probably one of my favorite CDs too. They just, they're great. He's, he's the consummate musician. I mean, he really he, he's the, a great songwriter. And Well, on the first album or two, didn't he play every instrument? I think he, he, uh, he drummed, he played guitar. Um, sang obviously, and well, no, he had, he had Pat Smear come and hang out with him. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We <laughs> we have a joke now. Um, Pat Smear, um, he he uh, he tours with uh, with them mm-hmm. now. He didn't at first. Um, I think the first show I went to uh, was with uh, one of my, I have two sisters, and I went with my one sister, and they um, th- he wasn't with them. It was just the four guys. But then the next show I went to was with you mm-hmm. and and Pat Smear played and we would joke that his guitar is probably not even plugged in. <laughs> he just brings him for fun. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he used to kind of do the same thing with Nirvana. Yeah, you know, he would kind of be in the background sometimes playing a live show. God knows what. Yeah, because yeah. I think he's on the unplugged. He definitely is. Yeah, he's just like in the yeah dark, <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, but when they introduce the band, you know, people still go crazy for Pat Smear. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I go to see the Foo Fighters. <laughs> so yeah, that is my number. My number three. Cool. All right. Well, my number two. Uh, we're up to two now. Is uh, was Ozzy Osbourne, uh, January twenty third of ninety six at the then Core States Spectrum. That wasn't the first Union Spectrum. This was the Core States Spectrum. That's even before I remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was the Osmosis tour, um, and it was kind of like the uh, the Stone Temple Pilots thing where. You know, he really didn't support the new album at all. I mean, mm-hmm. he just came out and played greatest hits of okay. Ozzy and Black Sabbath. Um, you know, I was, let's see, 96. I was 18, I guess, 17. Um, and uh, he just, he was amazing. I mean, you know, not only was I seeing a rock god, but just the song selection was just incredible. Because, you know, I can't, you, like I said, you kind of figure you're going to go, he's on the new album. They're going to play maybe four or five songs off it. Right. Uh, he did um, I Just Want You, and that was it. Like, he didn't even play Perry Mason, which is a really cool song. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, he just came out doing his usual Ozzy shtick, you know, dumping water on people. <laughs> uh, now, before the, this, before the show started, well, I guess I'll say Corn and Life of Agony were the opening bands. Okay. Uh, we watched Life of Agony. They were okay. Corn was horrible. Wow. So we got up and walked around. <laughs> I still. Don't I know like you're not them. a corn fan. Uh, they have one good album, but yeah. And, oh, the only time, the only thing we did watch of them was when he played the bagpipes. During, okay, for like, shoots and ladders, probably. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, before Ozzy came on, they started doing this thing where he would show like video clips on the monitor, and it was a lot of familiar things, but with Ozzy inserted into it. Uh, so okay. it was a clip of. Uh, Actually, the very first thing that was on there was uh, Forrest Gump sitting on the park <laughs> bench. And then uh, the bus uh, bus pulls up and pulls away. And there's Ozzy sitting on the <laughs> bench next to Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump turns to Ozzy and says, like, Hi, my name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. And this is straight from the movie. I mean, this is Tom Hanks <laughs> talking to Ozzy. And then Ozzy turns and goes, Why don't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> and then the next shot is uh, Forrest Gump running down the street. <laughs> Uh, but then it just would like cut to different things. They had uh, Ozzy singing on stage with Elvis, and uh, they had him in uh, Beavis and Butthead. It showed <laughs> Beavis and Butthead when they're in the bathroom. You see their feet under the stalls, okay. and Ozzy's you know 
taking a leak in the <laughs> urinal, and he hears them laughing, and he goes over and he's looking underneath the stall and stuff. Uh, they, they showed the Adams Family, and it was playing the Adams Family theme, and then uh, when they had Thing in the box, it was Ozzy's hand that came out. <laughs> it was giving the finger. It was so funny. And uh, I didn't... Uh, oh, he opened up a Paranoid. I mean, he didn't even oh, open wow. up with just like a solo song. Like He just went for it. And uh, it was just... It was incredible. He didn't have Zach Wilde on that tour, which was kind of a bummer. Huh. I think Zach had just left. I don't know if Zach recorded that album, but he didn't I play. Know. I couldn't tell you who the guitar player was. Okay. Um, the drummer, I think, was the drummer from Hole. You okay. Courtly Love's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I think. Or I, might, I might be mixing that up. You know, no, I saw Motley Crue, and they had Hole's drummer. It wasn't Tommy Lee. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Little aside there, but yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, before the show, you know, I was six, uh, uh, like 17, 18, and uh, this was maybe like my fifth concert. Uh, my cousin, my older cousin Chris, took me with a bunch of his friends, and uh, I actually had a beer before the show. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we got out there early, and it was in January, so it was really cold out, and we were just like, hanging around outside, there was a group of people huddled in a circle, I guess for warmth, so we went and huddled down with them, there was <laughs> kind of like talking, chitter-chatting, and uh, one guy throws out a racial slur, and of course, somebody took major offense to that, and uh, there was a little bit of uh, tension there, so yeah, not only was uh, one of my first beers ever, <laughs> but I almost got into one of my first fights <laughs> in my life, uh, that was kind of interesting, but yeah, it was just... I mean, from the time I got into the car and left to the end of the show was just an amazing night. I, I had so much fun, and I'll never forget that. That's my number two. <clears throat> okay, my number two is a band called Primus. I heard of them. <laughs> uh, we were both very big fans of Primus. Yes, um, but this was on the Hallucinogenetics tour. Uh, it was June 16th of 2004. Uh, it was at the... It was on the Festival Pier at Penn's Landing in Philadelphia. Um, it's on the Delaware River. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty cool venue. Um, I actually think it might be closing soon. I've heard rumors, really? which is kind of crazy because I've seen a lot of shows there. Yeah, the only bad thing about it is it's not inclined. So yeah. it's, it's just flat. So if you're far back, you're probably not going to see the stage. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen 311 for the past six years. Every year, they go there. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be... Pretty odd that they're not going to be there if it closes. Um, but anyway, uh, it, this on this tour uh, in particular, they were playing the album Frizzle Fry in full. They would do a first set of six to eight songs, mm -hmm. um, and then they would go, uh, go backstage and then come on for the second set, which they would play the album in full. Um, and they're a band uh, live. They're sort of a jam band, I'd say now, where... Yeah. They will take a three-minute song and make it eight to ten minutes long. <laughs> um, sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it can get a little boring. Yeah. I, and the worst thing about it is it's like, uh, instead of doing that song for eight minutes, you could have played something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, they uh, they opened with Nature Boy, which is it's a good song. It doesn't seem like it would be great for an opener, but that uh, that night it was it was awesome. It, it was, was unexpected. I mean, it was very awesome. unexpected. Yeah, they're also a band where every show it's completely different. Yeah, they play. They're basically Grateful Dead and Pearl Jam. Like, yeah, that's kind of how they. Yeah, they play different songs every show. You can't. You really can't predict anything. Mm -hmm. You can look at set list and get an idea of things that they're playing, but you just can't expect anything. Yeah, I mean, there's standards where they play. 
you know, like the same couple songs every time. Right. They I might. Would, yeah. I would say at least five to six songs of any set are just mixed around. And yeah. Different. Yeah. They'll generally play Jerry was a race car driver and my name is Mud. Sure. Those are the two that they play a lot. And for us, they play American Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not. Here come the of. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, during the first set, um, they played, uh, Over the Electric Grapevine, which is an awesome song, Mm -hmm. um, off, uh, Tales from the Punch Bowl. They played, on that tour, it was after they came out with Animals Should Not Try to Act Like People, I believe is the name. It was a five song. That was after that? Uh, yeah, they came out with an album before this tour, but, because they played, uh, Carpenter, The Dady Bride, which I really like that song. That's probably my favorite song off that album. But the standout song in that first set was they played Tommy the Cat. Mm-hmm. Generally during a song, again, they'll they'll play maybe half of it, and then they'll kind of go off and just mess around pretty much. Yeah, well, they'll either jam or, or maybe play like a little tease. Right, of something song. else. But during Tommy the Cat, they started to play the old Diamondback Sturgeon. And we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, this is a cool tease. And then... They kept playing it, and they went into the uh, the first verse. We're like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then the chorus, and we're like, holy shit, are they seriously going to play this whole song? They played the entire song, and at the very end, went back into Tommy the Cat and finished that song off. Dude, I, I'm no sh- look, look, I got goosebumps. I have Just goosebumps, too. It. it was the coolest thing. It was absolutely the coolest, the coolest song, concert experience, I don't know, single... Single experience ever. It was, it was unheard of. They have never done that before that show. After that show, I think they did like Tommy the Cat into My Name Is Mud yeah. or something like that. I mean, even old Diamondback Surgeon, they were just they were not playing it. Yeah, no. I have no idea the last time they played it. So this was completely unheard of. Uh, it was amazing. It really made the night. It, it absolutely they, made the they, night. They could have played My Name Is Mud for the next hour. Absolutely, and, and, <laughs> I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> Um, it was, it was so awesome. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> during the first set, okay, uh, the, the, the lead singer is the bass player. His name is Les Claypool. And a lot of shows he'll, he'll come out and talk to the crowd. He'll, you know, say, say goofy stuff. And, and, uh, the one thing he said, he said, um, he said, you know, last night we were in Pittsburgh and, uh, and people started to boo. He's like, Oh, you don't like Pittsburgh, huh? Oh, are you saying fuck them? Ah, uh, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> and uh, and then he's like, you know, in Pittsburgh, they uh, they had banners up uh, that's uh, for uh, like Bud Light and Copenhagen yeah. chewing tobacco. Yeah. And he's like, I'm glad that Philadelphia is supporting um, uh, what was it, pretzels yeah. and, and, and cheesesteaks yeah. and fresh squeezed lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was just a really funny uh, uh, <laughs> tidbit. Yeah, so, I mean, sometimes he just starts talking about the most random stuff. Yeah, he rambles and, uh, on a lot. Yeah, you know, it's it's the kind of thing where usually if he starts talking, you don't really mind. Yeah. You, you know, if it's interrupting the show because he's usually got something funny to say. Yeah, it's funny to say or an interesting tidbit about a song. I remember yeah. the one time mm-hmm. we... Uh, yeah, he explained John the Fisherman. John the Fisherman, yep. <laughs> the story behind it. And yep, yep. yelling at him. And he's like, oh, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> uh, yeah, he always does that. And he'll usually pick out like somebody in the crowd just to, you yeah. know, oh, you're being an asshole, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> like that show, I think he, uh, he, he grabbed somebody's hat. I think their hat said like, fuck Bush yeah. or something. Yeah, it was a, like a political Yeah, show. yeah. And he was like, you know, I like this hat. And he's like, 
he's like, and as I look into the crowd, I see you and you know, you're, you're, you're being an asshole in there and you should be more like that guy. Yeah. So, so knock it off or something <laughs> like that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, the second set they played all of Frizzle Fry, which, you know, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yep. And then they closed with, uh, with Russia's Lavia Strangiato. Yeah, is that enough. how you say it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like a nine minute instrumental. Yeah. At the time I was like, uh, when they started to play it, I'm like, oh, you know, I'd rather hear a Primus song, yeah. but I mean, then they got into it and I'm like, oh, geez, this is, this is so cool. Yeah. You know, it was, they did it. Perfectly, it mm-hmm. sounded exactly like Rush. It was, it was awesome. It was yeah. really great. <laughs> that, yeah, that was just amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, well, that'll lead into my number yep. one, which was that show. <laughs> yeah. uh, for the longest time, the Ozzy show was really my favorite show ever. But um, the good thing about this Primus show was that whole tour, they um, sold copies of the live shows right, on yep. the website. So we, you were able to download it, you know, pay 10 bucks or whatever Just it was. 10 bucks, yeah. I uh, downloaded it, and we've got it for forever. You mm-hmm. know, it's on three discs, and, you know, it's every couple months I, I listen to the whole thing from yep. start to finish. I listened to it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, it was just amazing. And, yeah, you know, so many things stand out about that show, uh, you know, talking about all that. And, you know, one other funny thing Les said was because they were at the Festival Pier, which was right on the Delaware River. You know, he said something about, uh, you know, hey, as I look back into the water with various bits of debris floating by, <laughs> I think to myself, I ain't swimming in that shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was so random. Yeah. And, you know, it was a crappy night, too, because it, it was raining. We brought ponchos. We brought ponchos before the yeah, show. Yeah, we went to Kmart and bought ponchos, yep. um, just because we knew we were going to be outside yeah. and uh, not, you know, under any cover. Um, and it was unbelievable. The next day, actually, I went... Uh, on vacation to Niagara Falls. So I was kind of hoping they would play Over the Falls. Uh, that didn't happen. We got that years later. Yep. But, yeah, that he's, it's definitely my number one. Uh, I think only because the more I've thought about it over time and gotten to listen to it over and over and over again and revisit it, it's just – I. it was so much fun just being the huge Primus fans that we are yeah. and less fans. Um, just that for once it really seemed like – he took care of Philadelphia yes. and was like, you know, I'm going to really just blow these guys away. And uh, they did. So, yeah, that was my number one. So. Yeah. And it seemed like in a, it's, it almost sucks in a way because ever, we've seen them since, since that show. We've seen them, I don't know, three, three more times maybe. Probably more than that. Yeah. Um, and just no show has ever or will ever compare. It's every show we go to, we're like, that was good, but... It didn't top the show. Yeah, it's like, and it's not on my list, but I'm going to bring it up. I hope it's not okay. on your list. But um, Pearl Jam at the Spectrum, um, we saw them at the very last show at the Spectrum, yeah. which actually I think Dave from uh, Star Wars and Character went to as well. Uh, but, you know, it was what, they played three and a half hours almost? Uh, yeah, and, it had to be. Unbelievable. I can never see another Pearl Jam show again. Yeah. I don't want to see them because I'm going to think that it sucks just because yeah. it's never going to be like that one. But that's, you know, that's the same idea. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. So, okay. Yeah. So what's your number one? <laughs> okay. My number one, it was very close. Okay. <laughs> I actually flip-flopped them a couple times, but my number one. Better not uh, be Tool. <laughs> it is not Tool. <laughs> um, but it is another show that you didn't go to, another band you don't really care for, but it is Nine Inch Nails. All right. So that's the end of the show, guys. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was the Lights in the Sky over North America tour. Um, I went with my sister. Uh, she wasn't really a fan, but I needed somebody to go to to go with, and so I just bought her a ticket. I didn't care. Um, but uh, 
It was uh, August 29th in 2008. It was at the Wachovia Center at the time. That is the... <coughs> so I that's, guess. that's the new spectrum. That's the new building they well, built, right? Uh, no, the Wachovia Center oh. is the first union and whatever oh, else. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's where the Flyers and Sixers play. It's the venue that's, in Philly. Yeah, that's usually what I'd say. It's where the Flyers play. <laughs> uh, it's pretty easy that way. It's I don't even know what it's called now. It's something different again. Well, Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's Some other bank. Yeah. <laughs> um, our, we, uh, I got tickets off. They have. They usually do when they tour. They haven't toured in a while, but they usually do a fan club Um ticket thing and where you buy tickets off their website uh, directly from them and you they print your name on the ticket you have to go to the venue to the will call and pick up your ticket but I was just commenting earlier that since now the tickets are sold through Ticketmaster Live Nation mm-hmm. around here um, all the tickets are generic they just have the band's name on it printed on it but these all these Nine Inch Nails tickets and I bring this up because we both have a ticket album that we put all of our concert tickets into and that we flip through and can reminisce on them. But all the Nine Inch Nails ones that I have are, they're really cool looking, they're foil, they have artwork on them. Yeah, I mean, the ticket itself is a souvenir. It is absolutely a souvenir. But, um, and so... Yeah, like, I I have the one from when we saw them with uh, Jane's Addiction. Yep. The Ninja Tour. And, yeah, it's all shiny and and fancy, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, it's those, the Nine Inch Nails tickets are... Easily the the my favorite ticket subs, <laughs> if I guess there is a thing. But um, so what they play? They play. They opened with uh, before that tour. They came out with an album called The Slip. Um, it's a decent album. It's uh, it's it's rockish. It's not as industrial as their older stuff. Um, but so they played a few songs off that, and then they pretty much played all their greatest hits. You know, March of the Pigs, Wish, Closer. Uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I mean, I like I like Nine Inch Nails to a degree. I, I can't really sit and listen to all their albums, but you know, I, I like a few songs. Now that they play the Perfect Drug, he like never they it never yet. play it because I've read interviews with him and he says that they've tried to play it. I don't really understand. Dude, everything it, but... comes out of a machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, he says that he got to do is sing it for live. He said he doesn't like the end. The end is like a piano. Yeah. I don't really know why that doesn't work for him, but for whatever reason, he doesn't think it does, so they just they don't play it. I wish they did. Yes, I love that song, but for whatever reason, they don't. On this tour, uh, this was another Foo Fighters-type tour where they played 29 songs. They played over oh, two hours. Really? Yeah. They does he normally do that? or just No, this tour this tour was, was special. Um, yeah. they, he really went um, all out with uh, visuals. Uh, they had... All these um, light boards and 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 video screens. Uh, it, it was. It's really difficult to describe, but just seeing all of it was absolutely amazing. That's one of the reasons why number one because not only was the music great, but just being there and seeing it was such an experience. Um, were you? I mean, uh, are we close to the stage? We were very close. The fan club presale was. Uh, so the, the way this place is set up is, you know, they have the floor, which is where the ice rink is, mm-hmm. or the basketball court or whatever, and then they have the board, low boards, um, and then the seats go up. So we were in, we were at the boards on, and in the first row of seats, oh, wow. um, like right, right up to the stage, like kind of diagonal from mm-hmm. the stage. Um, so, I mean, we were right there. I took a ton of pictures, you know, the, uh, 
the one guitar player was That's on our cool. side. Yeah, I saw Black Sabbath like that one time where we were like the first row at the thing, so you're just above the headline yep. of all the people on the floor, so you can see. Yeah, no I mean, I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, one of my favorite songs by them is Reptile, and they it was very occasionally they play it. And they played it that night. I even my one friend that got me into Nine Inch Nails. I called him on my cell phone <laughs> that night and left it open. And so, uh, I mean, I'm sure he couldn't really tell what was going on because cell phones don't really transmit concert sounds that much. Yeah, that not well. in a place like that. I've mean, yeah. had a few recordings that are half decent. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they, they played all their usual songs. And before that album, they released a double album called Ghosts, which was all instrumental. Um, it was a lot of very many different instruments. Um, and during the set, they they kind of took a break and then brought out pianos and like uh, stringed instruments and mm-hmm. and woodwinds and stuff, just a ton of instruments on stage and played three songs off that album. Hmm. And it was like it was just so cool to see that. I mean, they're all, right, all that just, sounds cool. Yeah, like that was very very cool. Um, and then you know they got all that stuff out, and then a couple songs they have. Um, they have an album called Year Zero. It's very uh, heavily electronic. I know you're not into that. Um, so it's, you know, not too much guitars, drums, and stuff. It's mostly... Yeah. When there's a balance, it's better. Yeah. When it's, like, straight it, up and just electronic, like yeah. I, I kind of... So they played a couple right. songs off that where it was pretty much just Trent and, uh, like, the guitar player and uh, one other guy on stage, like, at a, I don't know, at a table with with a with a synthesizer or something on and they were you know playing on them um but i mean the visuals yeah, right. he was probably checking his email <laughs> but the visuals for that well he's they sang in those songs okay. too, so he was singing at least <laughs> but the visuals on that were awesome too um it just they had screens behind them that were just displaying since it's electronic it's like kind of glitchy so it was just like the screen was just like flashing glitchy uh visuals and stuff it's it was it was really awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, people have like seizures and stuff. I don't think so, but I guess I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but um, they they closed the show with um, which was surprising because they usually close their shows with Hurt. Uh, they didn't this yeah. time. They they played Hurt, but then they played um, a song called In This Twilight, which is off Year Zero, and it's just a very, I would say it's a Blood Milk and Skyish song okay. where it's like really just. It's an epic feeling song. Okay. And it's just a great way to close a show. Yeah, because like her, and it's a slow song. It's okay. Yeah. But I kind of hate when bands do that. Close they, like, with, a go out with a very slow. Yeah. yeah. It's I want to. Yeah. When I'm leaving there, I want to feel. You know, I want to feel the adrenaline pumping, and I want to yeah. feel. You know, like excited. I guess leaving a show. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's that's my number one. Cool. Um. You got some honorable mentions, right? Yes. All right, I do. Well, I'll go through mine first. Go ahead. Um, uh, first one was, uh, uh briefly, um, White Zombie and Pantera, uh, back in 96. I the, would have loved to go At that. the Blockbuster <laughs> Sony Music Center. Uh, well, I got all that. That was the venue in Camden, what it was called at the time. This was the War of the Gargantuans tour. Uh, Deftones opened up. <sighs> I, I can't stand those bands. I've seen but, them a couple uh, times in the past couple years, yeah. and I really do like them. They're yeah, on a show. Uh, now they do. Anyway. This was, uh, well, for White Zombie, it was in support of, um, uh, drawn a blank. The the second album, Astro Creep. Astro Creep. Thank 2000. you. Uh, and uh, Pantera was supporting uh, Far Beyond Driven, which at the time I wasn't in the Pantera, so that 
kind of sucks. The yeah. only thing I really remember about the Pantera set was other than my cousin disappearing into a pit and coming <laughs> out with slap marks in his face, and, and he, he had footprints on his back, and he couldn't have been happier. He uh, he actually took the shoes that got he was wearing that got obliterated, put them in a bag, and hung them up over his bed. So that was his uh, you know his souvenir from the show. He, he loves getting pummeled at shows. Uh, but like Pantera, it was um, it was Dimebag's birthday, and uh, they played. I think they did like the first verse of Paranoid. Okay, but Phil took the guitar and played the music, and Dimebag sang. So it was kind of cool. It was something different, and yeah. everybody sang "Happy Birthday" to Dimebag. That's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, not really being a fan at the time, I couldn't really tell you much else yeah. of what they played. I, I you know I watched them. I was like, yeah, where's White Zombie coming on? Uh, well, actually, actually, I think. White Zombie? I can't remember who headlined. So long ago. We're all I think, old I think you said White Zombie headlined. I think you really? said that before. Could have been. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, that album's great. Uh, Rob was actually singing all the words, <laughs> at least from what I remember. Um, and kind of like the Ozzy show, they had all these crazy videos that popped up on the screen while they were playing that. Monsters on the stage and, like, totem poles and fire. and uh, It's just a crazy experience, so... Yeah, that made my honorable mention list. Uh, another one was OzFest 99, uh, again, at the Blockbuster Sony Music Center in Camden. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much to say about the show, but I'm going to tell you some of the bands that were there. Uh, yeah, Black Sabbath, Rob Zombie, Deftones, eh, Slayer, Primus, Godsmack, System of a Down, Fear Factory, Static X, Slipknot. I, yeah, that's a there, fantastic lineup. <laughs> there's never been any concert before or since that had that many yeah. awesome bands. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, another honorable mention was Slayer at um, this was November 15th of 2001 at the Electric Factory in Philly. Uh, the God Hates the World Tour, which was <laughs> it was you know not long after September 11th happened, you know, and um, you know, I think actually the God Hates Us All album, I believe it came out I think on so. 9-11. Yeah. So a little bit of weirdness there. Yeah. But uh, I had, it was kind of like my Guar situation before was like, you know, I knew about Slayer. I kind of knew some of the songs, but I didn't really know much about them. And I went to see them and like, I was just blown away by what I saw. They came out, you know, just, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything more aggressive <laughs> come out of a band in my life. And we were up on the balcony. Thank God. Cause I think if I was on the floor, I would have been dead. <laughs> I've never seen a pit like that in my life. Usually, you know, there's like an area on the floor yep. where there's a pit and everybody kind of stands around. This was the whole fucking floor. <laughs> from, from wall to wall was just people smashing into each other. And my crazy cousin went down and disappeared for a little <laughs> while, came out alive, which was good. But yeah, um, it was just brutal. And I, I, I I kind of always appreciated Slayer up to that point, but now, I mean, that was just like, oh my God, these guys' shows are just unbelievable. Uh, You know, their encore was South of Heaven and Angel of Death. Oh my God, that's awesome. I mean, it's not like they played Hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they made sure that when you left the show, you had blood coming out of you at some point. So, uh, yeah, that was... Isn't that the show where you said, even uh, when the roadies were sound checking, people were already pitting? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Before the concert, they, um, they had up on the video screen, um clips of old bands playing concerts. Like okay. They had ZZ Top playing and... Uh, oh, was that like an Electric oh, Factory thing? No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. Oh. But it is Slayer related. Okay. Uh, when I saw Down, I think it was. Okay. They were showing uh, video clips of, like I said, ZZ Top, Led Zeppelin, yeah. all these old 70s, you know, early 80s bands playing songs. But then they played 
a Slayer video, and people started pitting okay. to a video of Slayer. The Slayer wasn't even there, but they were pitting. The, I mean, that's the kind of effect Slayer has on people. Um, yeah, they're just they're insane. Uh, I also had that Alice in Chains show okay. on my uh, short list, and uh, the last one mainly because they're my favorite band of all time is Soundgarden, and this was Soundgarden and um, summer of 2011 at the Festival Pier, the outdoor place. Uh, I've been a, sl- a Soundgarden fan um, since, jeez, uh, 93, I guess, 94 is when I really got into them, and uh, I never got to see them live. You know, Down on the Upside came out, and they toured for that, and uh, I kind of missed out on buying tickets, and then they broke up right yeah. after that. I was like, God damn it. So I just, I never got to see them, and then they finally, after, what, 13 years yeah. or something, got back together. Um, they were recording a new album, which is kind of terrible. Yeah, but um, not a fan either. No, but this was right before that album came out. So this tour was like, hey, hey, fans, here's Soundgarden. And they didn't play any new songs off this new album that was not out yet. I mean, it was just, and, you know, being a huge Soundgarden fan, it's kind of like, I don't care what the hell you guys play. It's going to be awesome. And it was. They just played Every they played all their hits, but the, I mean they played songs that you never would have guessed they would have. I mean Beyond the Wheel, they yep. just like played everything, and the huge fan in me uh, couldn't have been happier. I know we got separated at one yeah. point. I said, I'm going up front. Yeah. I gotta get closer. Uh, yeah, so we disappeared. I disappeared. Um, but yeah, that was a blast. You know, I'm really surprised that that didn't make your top five. I thought that would be near the top. You know, I, I think when I'm making my list, like I looked at okay the band, the right. songs they played. Right. And honestly, what I remember from it, sure, because I've seen. We were just going through my yeah. album, 120 something shows, yeah. I, you know, and I'm I'm 37 years old, so <laughs> my mind's not what it used to be. But I was trying to get like, you know, what shows had all three things, sure. That and you know the well, Soundgarden that's, that's show, show counts. It, I would think. I love the band. I love the songs they played, but. I didn't really have like a memorable experience at the okay. show. If that makes, sense. I, I I understand that. You know, I mean, it's not like, you know, I almost got into a fight before the show. (laughs) You know, like somebody (laughs) fell over. You know, anything wacky like that. Yeah. Uh, So that's why it was on my honorable mention list. Okay. So what do you got? Yeah, that was a really good show. Um, So my honorable mention list, um, I have, you can, you can go to sleep right now because I have uh, Amon Tobin. Who? He is an electronic (laughs) artist from uh, somewhere in Europe. I don't remember. uh, Germany or something. Um, but this was on the ISAM 2.0 tour. Um, it was September 17th, 2012 at the Electric Factory. And he's one of my favorite artists. I'm not the biggest fan of the album that he toured on, and he played most of the album um, with a couple older tracks. But it makes my list because the stage setup was amazing. It was like a bunch of cubes kind of stacked up um, randomly, um, and he was in the center cube uh, with his, you know, his DJ equipment, I guess. Um, but all the visuals that they were shooting and playing on the cube were so awesome. And they, the, the one cool thing, I've been to a few electronic concerts, is the visuals always match the music. So if he's, like, you know, hitting, hitting certain notes or beats, just the video board is going along straight with it. And it just makes for such a cool experience. Um, 
those shows, it's too bad you're not into that stuff because those shows are very fun. Well, you know, maybe if I watch it online, I'll watch it, but I'll play the Primus concert. <laughs> in the okay, so okay, you can do that. I'm not listening to music. <clears throat> um, another another show on my honorable mentions list is uh, they are one of my favorite bands. Unfortunately, they're broken up now. Is ISIS the band, not the terrorist group? Oh yeah, I love those terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they that terrorist group kind of ruins it for me. I have. I don't know, five ISIS shirts and two to three hoodies that says ISIS extremely large on it. And I'm sure I would be fine if I wore it, but I just, I don't really wear them too much anymore. Um, but the show, uh, you went to the show. I, I, I don't want to say I made you go, but I paid for your ticket. Um, I mean, you weren't really into a free show is a free show. I might go to that electronic guy. if you take. But uh, this was on uh, the tour they did was their 10-year anniversary tour. And this was the first and only time I saw them. They toured one more time after it, and then they broke up. This was like a really short tour, right? Uh, It was pretty short, yeah. It was was at the Trocadero in uh, Philadelphia. This place, um, I love this place because it's small. It's 1,000 to 1,500 people probably. Uh, They have a balcony. But the coolest thing about this place is – uh, on the floor, they have a big area in the middle, but then past that area, there's a step. Mm-hmm. It's just one step that goes up and then is the rest of the floor. So if you if you are, are there early enough, you could be on the, the front of the step and you're standing there. You can see over everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not really pitters. Uh, we're not really into that. We kind of hang towards the back. So this place is also perfect for that because mm-hmm. – the pits aren't near the step because obviously yeah. if they are, <laughs> lots of people are going to get hurt. <laughs> oh, they're getting hurt while they're the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I love seeing shows at this place because you get on the step, you have perfect view for everything. Yeah, it's really old. It's like in Center City, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I think the place is probably 100 years old. Um, it used to be like a burlesque place, I think. Oh, was it? Okay, I didn't time. know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now they show violent concerts. Yeah. <laughs> but th- this show uh, was really awesome. It was a 10-year anniversary show, and so they played at least one song from every album. Generally, they're a band that they play most of the album that they're supporting and a couple older tracks, but this was one. This was from their whole catalog, which was awesome. Um, Another honorable mention is sort of what you named, but I just put every Guar show because every Guar show is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not one really stands out to me. I didn't go to that one, that first right. one that you went to, um, but I've seen them with you three, maybe yeah, three times after. Um, oh yeah, we saw them in Atlantic City. We saw yep, them all over. Yep. So all those shows were they all kind of blend together, but they're all awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the one thing that they didn't do the first show I mentioned that they did uh, most of the others was they played Gorgor and had yes. it's a it's a dinosaur it's a fucking dinosaur yeah. they I mean it's huge he comes out on stage and, and they're they're slaying him and he's eating people and it's just, <laughs> it's just unbelievable yeah the singer uh, Odorous he fights Gorgor I think usually Gorgor ends up eating him <laughs> well, well Gorgor is his son so right there's a little bit of yeah family right problems, sure but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> or no Gorgor eats the slaves oh. <laughs> he comes out and eats slaves <laughs> he eats somebody yeah but then. Didn't Odorous kill him? Didn't he yeah, stuff like a knife in his yeah, mouth? Yeah, he does. Yep, and then he bleeds all uh, over the crowd. Well, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, I also have every Buckethead show um, that they kind of, again, all... Bl- yeah, well, it was hard for me to blend together. Yeah. I mean, Buckethead is an amazing... You know, think what you will about his gimmick or whatever, but he is a phenomenal guitarist. 
Um, he rips hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the shows we've seen, uh, we've seen them kind of two different ways where some of the shows he brings a bass player and a drummer and, you know, the whole band is live. But other shows we've seen, which are still cool, but are kind of odd, where he has his iPhone or iPod on stage. Yeah. He hits play and he plays to it. Yeah, like the backing track is playing over the last yes, so He just plays guitar. It is a little weird. It, it's a little weird. I mean, it's still enjoyable and fun. And, uh... And the one thing that he does at every show is he brings a bag full of toys and he <laughs> goes to the front of the stage and hands out toys to the yeah. crowd. Uh, I, both of us... <laughs> we got bugs. Like <laughs> the bugs. one tour, we both got plastic bugs. Uh, the one tour, I got a Star Wars... Um, the, uh, oh, they're yeah. like, uh, like miniature... Yeah, they're, they're like, right. I kind of like, remember Kind of kitty. Uh-huh. Like baby toys, they just yeah. like are a little goofy looking. But I got that. Yeah. Um, so it's he's awesome. And yeah, his I mean, there's really fun. yeah he. Uh, I mean, he does play to the crowd. I mean, there was one show where you know we we always try to get up to the front when yeah. we see him, and like he came right to the front with his guitar and handed some guy next to me his pick while he was fretting the guitar. <laughs> That's right. And this guy was uh, strumming the strings <laughs> while he was fretting. It was just unbelievable. Another show he played Star Wars. Yes. You know, Star Wars scenes. And he handed me a little R2-D2 toy <laughs> that I, I still have. It was just the coolest thing. Yeah. He's a, he's a weird dude, but... And, you know, he's notoriously late for shows. Oh he'll, he'll, play, he'll play a long set, and it's just endlessly entertaining. He also will stop in the middle and do nunchucks. Yes. And uh, he dances the robot. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. He has a he has a head on stage that he'll pick up and, yeah. and, and, and talk with his yeah, hands. Yeah, because he doesn't talk, so... Yeah, he doesn't talk. Yep, that's one of his, his things. Yeah, look... If you don't know who Buckethead is, look it up. Yeah. He, he's got a white mask, and he wears a... Well, now he doesn't wear a KFC bucket on his head so much. It's yeah, I guess he got sued. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look him up and, and check out some of his music because uh, you'll be blown away what this guy can do. Yeah. I think he's got eight fingers on one hand. <laughs> he has to be, and his fingers are at least a foot long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another show I have is Mayhem Festival 2012. Um, that was a great show. Uh, it was That was the Anthrax one. It right? was Anthrax played, um, Motorhead played, which I had never seen Motorhead before, and I haven't seen them since, unfortunately. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but they were great. Slayer uh, was there, and Slipknot, Slipknot closed, I believe. Yes. Um, that whole show was just, was really good. It was yeah, a really great lineup. And we met Kerry King. And we met Kerry King. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and I also have, I'm sorry, but I have Tool on the 10,000 Days Tour, um, there are another At least band. it wasn't the crappy show I saw. Maybe you know, they got better. I don't know. You know what? I didn't like. I went to that show with him. I don't remember if you. I don't know if you remember when that was. It was a very long time ago. It was on the Ladder Alice tour. Yeah, I mean, I've got it in my okay. Album, but uh, since that show, I didn't like Tool at the time. I never really listened to him. Um, I know you liked yeah. Undertow. Well, and, I mean, and, and the first album, yeah, uh, Opie. Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked Tool, and you know, I, I think everybody does or did anyway. Um, but. You know, I'm really cheap, and, you know, most of my concerts, like $25 yeah. was the max I was spending on concerts. And Unless it was know, something special. I mean, yeah, I'm like, I saw Metallica only cost me 25 bucks. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, Tool came around, and I think the tickets were like 75 50 bucks. Oh, my God. I don't know. They were a lot. For um, that time, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, but, you know, I really wanted to see Tool because I like them so much. And uh, I never felt more violated in my life. <laughs> I, I told people, I felt like Maynard reached in my pocket and took out 75 bucks. Because 
Show's terrible. But okay, talk about the show that you did like. <laughs> well, I mean, about that show, though, I, I since then, I again, I didn't like him at the time, but since then, I really do love Tool, and I really like... They played almost the whole Lateralis album. That was mostly what it was, and I know you don't like that album. Nope. So that's kind of why you didn't like it, but I do love that album. I wish I could go back and see that show again. But, uh, but I saw them on the 10,000 Days Tour, which I like that album. Uh, they played almost the whole album. Um, but it was a really good show. It was at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City. I don't know if you've been there, but been there. that's a very cool venue for a show. Um, I mean, their they're tool's mainly about the music and the visuals, and mm. so uh, the visuals were awesome. Uh, the music sounded great. Uh, it was a good show. And then my last honorable mention is Star Wars in Concert Woo-hoo. that we saw in Lancaster, no, it PA? Was, um, Hershey. Hershey, it was yes, right Hershey, Hershey Park, PA. At the Hershey we, we, we Pavilion. Went, or we went through Lancaster, maybe. I don't know. Or near Lancaster. No. I don't know. It felt like Lancaster. I guess all PA out that way feels Yeah, like. I mean, Pennsylvania. It, it, uh, you know, it's it's all the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was a great... We're both huge Star Wars fans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that show... I mean, I cried multiple times, I think. Yeah, uh, it was... Just I, to hear that music live is so amazing. Yeah, I mean, what it was was they had Anthony Daniels mm-hmm. was there. And, um, you know, he would basically introduce... The songs and they would play you know, on a big video screen, you know, the scene from the movie. But you know, it was a full orchestra yes. playing the music, and um, you know, we were a mile away. We were up on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they start playing stuff, and you just want to start crying. Yeah, I mean, I think the most memorable part for me was I don't remember what they were playing, but just then they just busted right into the the cantina yeah. theme, and it was just it was so cool. It was. That was really awesome. I would love to see that again. Yeah, I, I told I, I my. Heard, I heard that they're still doing stuff, or they're trying okay. to. So, because uh, my sister has said, she's like, next time that comes, I, I have to go. I, I have to see this. And yeah. I said, yes, we are going to go. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you helped me paint my house, and I bought your ticket. Four years <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a thank you thing. So that's why we end up going because Hershey's like what an hour and a half. Yeah, it's, it's two hours. Yeah, it's a trek. Um. So yeah, but for us, I know some people they. Some people go far for shows. Yeah. We since we're so close to Philly, it takes us fifteen minutes to get yeah. there. And there's so many venues. Yeah, so you know, you know we get spoiled. I yeah. guess. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's good. You know, I, I that probably should have gone on my honorable mention list. Too. I thought of that this it's, morning. It's just so <laughs> After different than everything else that we typically see. But yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's my list of honorable mentions. Cool. Uh, well, is there anything else you wanted to add or, or talk? No, about? I don't think so. All right, yeah, um, you know, I'm a little older, and I don't get to as many concerts as I used to. Uh, you know, being a dad kind of stops uh, everything. But, um, you know, I still look forward to going to more shows with you. Yep. We're kind of concert buddies. Yeah. Uh, we're, I don't think we mentioned it. We're cousins. Yes. So we kind of just, like, see each other all the time. Yeah. He's basically my brother. Um, but, yeah, if uh, things go well, maybe we'll do the top five worst concerts. At some point. Uh, yeah, we Mine do that. Mine will be tool, 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 tool. <laughs> and uh, Deftones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, I don't want to bring up bad memories. So, yeah, I guess that's everything for this show. So, um, thanks for listening. That was our top five concerts. And uh, there's like some weird sign-off these guys usually do about opinions. Um, so, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Uh, have a good night. Bye. <laughs>